It was a 20-year Western experiment that failed. But it's not the withdrawal from Afghanistan that's creating the furor so much as it is the seemingly lack of planning as the ultra-jihadist Taliban breaches Kabul and takes over everywhere. Afghanistan has never been an easy place to govern. Nobody from outside has ever succeeded inside. The 19th century, the British failed. The 20th century, the Soviets failed. The 21st century, in the longest war ever fought by the U.S., failure. The U.S., Canadian, and British embassies have closed down. The president fled the country last Sunday. The Taliban is Islam at its harshest, not known for keeping its word. Outside jihadists already moving in, forming a new staging ground to move out and force the conversion of others to Islam. Sharia law returns as reports surface of women already being sold into slavery and raped. It's another place in the darkness of a world where Christ is missing. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Tuesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story with you that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Christ in the Darkness. We're living in strange times, aren't we? Future generations may have a hard time understanding some of the things you and I have felt over the last year and a half. We're in the middle of what history books may probably call the COVID pandemic. But the coronavirus isn't the only thing affecting so many around the globe. Many in Afghanistan feeling left alone with the West pulling out and the Taliban back in charge. Many experts also fear that mental health issues, perhaps untreated during the height of the pandemic, will become the next big public health crisis. Depression and anxiety are well-known mental health problems around us today. Later, we'll talk about how loneliness is reaching epidemic levels in our world. But first, let's go to San Diego County, California. Let's hear from Simonetta Carr, a mother who watched her son struggle with a less common mental health issue, schizophrenia. You know, when you hear, I will be with you, it's not comforting unless you know who God is that will mm. be with me. Simonetta will be back with us in a few minutes to tell us more about her story and how her good God remained faithful through it all. And later, we'll hear once again from Pastor Zach Eswine, who will help us think about things like loneliness and how it can be different than aloneness. I was blessed by talking with this pastor friend of mine in St. Louis, and I trust you will be too. When the program is over, I want to send you a copy of Zach Eswine's book, Spurgeon's Sorrows, Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, as he's known to us. He struggled, much like you and I. He was depressed, and he didn't seek cheap answers for the dark problems of his life. Instead, he sought out his Savior, and he found in Jesus an answer that is better than anything this world can give. I've read the book, and I believe it's important for those struggling with mental health issues today, as well as for those seeking to better understand the struggles of one of their own family members or friends. I'll send you a copy of this important book for your gift to Haven Today. And if you didn't get Jay Stalker's Quietly album last week, 
you can also ask to receive it for your gift to the ministry. Our number to call after the program for the book Spurgeon's Sorrows or the Quietly album, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and listen to some of the samples we have from the album there and read more about Spurgeon's Sorrows at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now, let's open the program with someone who also understands depression and anxiety. Matt Redman leads us in Never Once. Standing on this mountaintop Looking just how far we've come Knowing that for every step You were with us Kneeling on this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Knowing every victory Was your power in us Scars and struggles on the way But with joy can say yes our hearts can say never
This is Haven Today and a program called Christ in the Darkness. I'm Charles Morris. Never once are we alone when Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Matt Redman here on this program. Let's go back to San Diego, California, and let's hear from Simonetta Carr. Seven years ago, Simonetta's son, Jonathan, died unexpectedly. He had schizophrenia. He died after playing the choking game. Simonetta, you grieve because seven years ago, you lost your son, you and your husband, Tom. You lost your son, Jonathan, didn't you? Yes. And he had struggled with uh, schizophrenia. And I guess he died from playing the choking game, a horrible thing that uh, some of our children have tried, and uh, it can be fatal sometimes, and it was to your son, wasn't it? Yes. Well, I wanted to have you on the program. Even though it's been seven years, I've lost a son due to a drug overdose. We never get over the loss of a son or a child. We're living in a day right now where we've had so much happen to us the last year and a half. Uh, We've had the pandemic sweep through. Many of us have understood loneliness for the very first time. Uh, There are problems, issues with the weather going on and forest fires and things. And, And we're talking about these things on our program this week. Uh, you actually wrote a book called Broken Pieces and the God Who Mends Them, uh, Schizophrenia Through a Mother's Eyes. Tell me, how did the Lord lead you not to overcome your grieving, because we still grieve the loss of a child, but how was the Lord working in your life after you lost your son? Well, I mean, my book talks about how the Lord worked in my life and my son's life from the start, from the time that he was actually um, diagnosed with schizophrenia. But even just before, when we first realized that there was something um, that was not normal for him, he was no, no longer what he used to be. Um, so it goes through the whole experience and the Lord worked in our lives from the start. Um, I mean, just to face something like this, looking back, sometimes I think, I don't know how I did it, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how I went through some of the experiences, how I got through it, it was really the Lord. I mean, the immediate response was guilt, feeling it's all my fault. What did I do wrong? Well, I, I could come up with a lot of things I did wrong. So I don't, didn't even have to ask. Mm-hmm. I was just blaming myself so much. And that I guess that's uh, something you have to go through. And I had people helping me with that. I almost felt that the Lord loved me more. I felt God's love more than I ever felt before. And there's no explanation, absolutely no explanation to that. Simonetta was grieving, but she could hold on to her merciful Lord and his promises. It's a matter of focusing on the promises and and just really taking to the promises. This is what God said. This is what God's word says. Even if 
everything around me seems to contradict it. I'm just going to go by what he said. Something else that I learned in my church and that helped me tremendously is to know who God is. Because if you don't know who God is, sovereignty is not going to help you. You know, Mm. God knows what he's doing, but God could be cruel, right? If you don't know God. But Mm. if you know who God is and and you know how everything he's done in history, in, in the biblical history and in, in uh, redemptive history, that he has done it for love. And uh, how gracious he is. Uh, you know, when you hear, I will be with you, it's not comforting unless you know who God is that will mm. be with me. But when I know, I, that was already ingrained in my mind, thankfully. Uh, that was very comforting to know. Semenetic Carr, testifying that the God who is in control of all things is also loving and gracious. That's something you and I need to hear, isn't it? We live in a world that's lonely. Even before COVID, there was concern over what is known as the loneliness epidemic. You've probably felt, like I have, that we're not as connected with each other as we used to be. The United Kingdom has even created a new government position, the Minister of Loneliness. I can't think of a sadder title, can you? We can call, text, email, even Zoom with our loved ones. But sometimes that only makes us realize that we're not physically with them. We were created for fellowship with other image bearers of God. And nowadays, it seems that we aren't getting as much fellowship as we need. As we consider the idea of loneliness, we'll hear in a moment once again from my friend Zach Heswine. He'll help us answer the question, how can loneliness hurt us, but aloneness help us? Pastor Zach lists some things that can cause loneliness. We may be physically alone, away from community, Or we may be spiritually alone, away from our brothers and sisters in Christ who come alongside us and help bear our burdens. I know I've experienced both of these, Zach Heswine has, during the pandemic, and I'm guessing you have too. Have you ever helped move a piano? I have. It wasn't easy. I hope to never have to do it again. It's impossible unless you have help. Some burdens can only be team lifts. No matter what kinds of burdens we have and we face, we need each other. And sometimes we need to be alone with our Lord, too. Now let's return to a conversation I had with Dr. Zach Heswine. Zach, how can loneliness hurt us but aloneness help us? Well, there's these two phrases in the, in the book of Galatians, you know, in chapter six. One tells us uh, that we need to bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. And the other tells us we have to bear our own load. To bear one another's burdens, that's getting at our loneliness. We're not meant to be isolated with the burdens that we have. We're meant to have a community of people who enter those burdens with us. And in that particular context, the burdens include our worst moments, our sins and transgressions that folks are entering out of love to carry those burdens with us. 
And when you think about burdens, someone once said, you know, we have body aches, which is our physical trials, and we have headaches, it's our mental stress. We have heartaches, which are emotional, heartbroken pains. And I would add belly aches, our complaints. <laughs> and uh, when we're in a position of, of not having others to help us in those heartaches and body aches and belly aches, you know, we weren't meant to be lonely in that. Then there's this other reality, but we are still alone with God. Hmm. We do have our own load to carry. I suppose that means something like this. If I'm going in to have a, a test run at the do- by the doctor and they're testing for something serious, we aren't meant to be lonely. We're meant to have people praying for us, there with me, caring for me and my family, taking these burdens to the Lord. And yet, I still have to be able to walk into the test by mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. with the Lord. At that point, none of the other family and friends and church community can come with me into the room. Hmm. And so uh, loneliness hurts us. But aloneness, that is learning gradually by grace that I'm safe with God. That when no one else is around, it's just my soul and the Lord, my body and soul and the Lord. He will steady me. And we need both. Hmm. We need that community of hospitality toward us, but we also need that gracious steadiness, sturdiness of solitude so that we can walk those moments on the basis of that community with the provision of Christ, but we can still walk them alone. Mm. Zach Heswine, he's a pastor in St. Louis. He also teaches preaching at a seminary in Missouri. Zach mentioned Galatians 6. And what is the book of Galatians all about? It's all about the gospel. How can you and I know that we will always have God with us? We'll be never alone, as Matt Redmond sang for us. Well, because of what Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago. Believing the gospel doesn't mean life will be easy or even good. I can tell you that from firsthand experience. But it does mean the Lord will be with you. He'll never leave you alone. We were created to be in communion with our Creator. And in Christ, that communion is restored to us. This is not a cheap answer to loneliness. It cost Jesus everything. And it's yours if you trust in Him. What a kind Savior we have. And He will never leave us. And He will never forsake us.
Before we have to go, would you join me in prayer right now? Lord God in heaven, may we remember and not forget that we are never alone when Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. We thank you for your spirit at work in our hearts. And Lord, I especially right now want to pray for Afghanistan. I want to pray for the extreme minority of Christians that we're not able to leave. That perhaps some of them are on the kill list that the Taliban has as they go from door to door. I pray for the families of those who tried to get out and were hanging onto airplanes and dropped as transport planes took off. Lord, it just shows the darkness of our world. Twelve-year-old girls being snatched from their homes and married off to Taliban soldiers, even as I'm praying this prayer. Lord, the world needs the gospel. Afghanistan needs the gospel right now. Lord, we pray this now as we pray for our own aloneness, that we would know we are not alone as Christ is with us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and a program called Christ in the Darkness. Underneath me, music by Jay Stalker from his instrumental album called Quietly, based on scripture that he was meditating on before writing and performing this music. Before we have to go, I want to say thank you to both Zach Eswine, the pastor in St. Louis, and Simonetta Carr, the mother who in San Diego lost her son seven years ago. They both encouraged me, and I pray that they've encouraged you as well. I know that Zach's book will minister to you no matter where you are in life. He doesn't look at depression from a cheap one-step cure-all perspective. Instead, in Spurgeon's Sorrows, he addresses this topic compassionately and truthfully as someone who has struggled himself. And through it all, he points you to Jesus. Why did you call us right now? Would you make your gift to Haven today? Would you ask for either Jay Stalker's Quietly CD or Zach Heswine's book, Spurgeon's Sorrows? And the number you can call is 800 654 36. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or make a gift for both and listen to the calming music while you're reading the book. And if there's someone in your life struggling with mental health issues right now, and many of us, including myself, have over this past year, I encourage you to get a second copy of the book and or the album to send along to them. You can also make your gift online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. 
And when you're on our website, listen to samples of the music, and you can even download and read the first chapter of Spurgeon's Sorrows for free. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again, we get to share together grace, God's grace, here on Haven Today. Here for your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You can learn a little by listening to someone talk. You can learn more by tagging along and watching them do something. But you won't ever get good at something until you start doing it yourself. Think about golf, or playing the piano, or giving a speech. Nobody's good on their first try, but nobody gets good without a first try. I think that's partly why Jesus was willing to send out his disciples partway into his ministry. Matthew 10 tells us he gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Now, were they ready? They didn't have to be fully. The power of Jesus went with them. And that's how it is for all of us as we learn to follow Jesus and make new disciples ourselves. Try our Anchor devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.